0: Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Tyler here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Getting a little bit of a late start here on today's podcast, so let's jump right into what we're seeing on the day. It was a down day for most of our major indexes today, with the NASDAQ being the one exception here, finishing up a nice four-tenths of 1% to a fresh all-time high here today from the Nasdaq really bucking the trend from the rest of our major indexes We also saw other tech sectors hitting all-time highs the semis hitting all-time highs here as well so as We've started to see some news that European countries are going back to lockdowns and tech hitting all-time highs But today was a good day to dust off the coronavirus insanity playbook from last year and just take a look at what we're seeing right now. And before I do that, I do want to point out that we don't see the world going back to the world of coronavirus hysteria that we saw from last year. And overall, we remain extremely bullish on this market here as a whole. Uh, but again, today, with the action that we saw and lockdown restrictions taking place in, in countries in Europe. Thought it today was a good day to go back through that because we also saw some of the most lockdown sensitive stocks and sectors getting hit the hardest today. Going back to March, that was energy. It was uh, small caps and that's what we saw here again today. Uh, but <laughs> let me say this as well. We remain extremely bullish on those two groups as well. We've been hyper bullish on energy all year this year we love the small caps as well and we're certainly not giving up on them here as a matter of fact we just added positions today in both our VRA and parabolic portfolios in those exact names that I'm talking about as we've gotten away from the extreme overbought readings that we've been talking about here for the last few weeks those were our sectors to be the first ones to get out of those readings and leaning towards the oversold area here. And if we've seen anything from this bull market since March of last year is that the pauses have been short and sweet. So let's take a look here into why I talk about tech so much today. That's certainly what we'll be watching closely. Uh, Like I said, dusting off the coronavirus insanity playbook just to see what's going on there. So check this out today from the big mega cap tech names here. Straight from the coronavirus insanity playbook. While the rest of the market was down, Apple up a big 1.7%, hitting an all-time high today. Microsoft also hitting an all-time high today. Amazon, which really has been moving sideways for, for the better part of, I, I don't know, the last s- a few months or so since about July, Now looking like it's getting back to an all time high here really at the highs of the day just 10 points away from its all time high reading and then Google also hit an all time high before pulling back into the close today. But this is again why I wanted to dust off the playbook right mega cap does well we've seen it also this year though where. We got that internal rotation from the market where we got to extreme overbought readings in the market. We needed a little bit of a correction, but the corrections took place under the surface while our indexes were able to at least hover around their all time highs. And it was the mega caps that held those up while we saw the correction take place under the surface where you can see it in the internals and the individual names. So this is why I say it's not time to sound the alarm. Because not all of the coronavirus playbook finished well today. Look at the so called stay at home names. Well, a lot of them got crushed today. Names like Zoom, Peloton, Roku, all were lower on the day today. And that's just to name a few. I was running charts on probably 15 of these today, and not an insignificant amount were down big on the day and in the range of their 52 week lows here. So, you know, if we were going back to that world, we would be expecting those at least to be off of the, well off their lows, not at, at 52 week lows here. So that was good to see. Uh, so we aren't getting action there that would really worry us. But again, interesting to see the strength in the mega cap names it might be more of that internal correction or sorry, under the surface correction that we've seen a few times this year. But with Europe starting to go back on lockdowns, talking about already happening in Austria, being announced in Germany, saw some about Ireland as well and a few other countries, I think now is the time to start making our voices heard here in the United States. We've been doing this on the podcast since March of last year, but I think it's time for everybody to make our voices heard that we will not be going back into lockdowns here in the United States. We can't wait until they start, you know, start preparing us for that idea to start speaking up about it. We have to be proactive now, letting our governments know that we're we will not comply. That's not going to happen again here in the United States. Uh, But really, well, first, before I say that, the reason why I go into that, is that this is exactly what we saw in March of last year. It began obviously in China. Europe was the first to lock down, while Kip and I here were both like, oh, that'll that'll never happen here. And then it came and it happened quickly. So hearing what's happening in Europe right now is just another example of why we have to speak up overall. And we think we know the reason behind this fear, and that is that they want to push these boosters on people for this vaccine. That's so good. They said it was a hundred percent effective and that you wouldn't get COVID. You wouldn't transmit COVID. Now you have to get boosters for it. Oh, and by the way, you can get COVID. You can transmit COVID to other people. The way they're selling these things now is, oh, well, you may have less of a chance at being, having severe adverse reactions to coronavirus. Uh, that's just. Madness. We're starting to see stats from all over that it's the vaccinated who are going to hospitals right now. So, and of course, they don't want to talk about the unintended consequences of lockdowns as well, other than destroying economies. I mean, where is the cost benefit analysis here of what exactly happens to countries who go into lockdowns? Where's the analysis of how many people die from financial hardships? depression and suicides, drug overdoses, and alcohol abuse. That research has not been done. It doesn't exist where the cost benefit is here. So with what we're seeing in the United States, and I'll say allegedly what we're seeing from the hospitals, hospitals saying that we need to go back on lockdowns. That's probably more media hype than anything else. I haven't seen any doctors uh, that I know talking about the need to go back on lockdowns. But the reasoning they have is that they're short staffed and of course, why are they short staffed because they fired the bravest frontline workers who've been working for the last 20 months without vaccines. Now they're saying, get them or you're fired. So that might have something to do with the shortages here, but this brings me to the main point that I said a second ago. What does another round of fear mongering from coronavirus serve here? It's really two things. First, like I said, to get booster shots. It might fail, just like the OSHA mandate failed, right? But before the OSHA OSHA mandate was, before they dropped that, how many people gave in to the fear of being fired and got their vaccines? People who didn't really want it, but now felt like their hand was forced to go get one. And the second, and probably the most important one, is to scare people into accepting vaccine passports. Another invasion of our rights that we've seen so many that we've already given away in the last, since March of last year. And really, I think that that will take place more so in Europe. It'll start there and and they'll be more compliant with that than we will be here in the United States. Of course, blue states will probably go along with it. But we got to stay ahead of this now, which is why I'm talking about it so much here today. But this is an investing podcast. So let's take a look at the economic side of things and why they might want some more fear mongering out of coronavirus. Kip talked about this on the podcast yesterday. We wrote about it to our members this morning. Just an incredible statistic here about why. You think that these major companies want lockdowns, the technocrat billionaires from our country? Well, they've seen their wealth increase dramatically over the last year and a half. Take a look at this. If you didn't hear it yesterday on the podcast, this deserves repeating. Since the onset of coronavirus insanity, the top 1% have seen their cumulative wealth grow more than the GDPs of Japan, Germany the UK, France, India, and Italy combined. The wealth of multiple countries and not undeveloped nations either. India has over a billion people, but the top 1% have more cumulative wealth than all of the GDPs of those countries combined. I mean, you can see why they want another round of this year. Uh, Certainly no coincidence on what we've called the pandemic here since really, since day one, uh, but another economic point here, this is why another reason why we, I, I personally have seen the Biden administration leaning towards Lyle Brainerd for their fed chair nominee, uh, for a few different reasons, right? Uh, one that fed, uh, current fed chair, Jay Powell was nominated by Trump. So they already don't want that. But if they want to start pushing lockdowns again, which really, like I said, could really only happen in blue states. Well that means more economic hardships, more unemployment and ultimately more stimulus. Now it's not to say that Jay Powell wouldn't go along with their plans for more stimulus, but Brainerd is by far the more dovish of the two here. So who do you think that they're going to pick in that regard and it makes it a lot easier to turn the taper around if it's a new fed chair, if Jay Powell has to go back on his word and stop and stop the taper, that could scare our markets quite a bit now, if you have a new fed chair in, you know it's a change of policy, it's a new way that they're running the fed it doesn't seem as big of a deal. The markets won't get hit as hard off of that, but also with Brainerd, she's certainly the one to go along with the DEMS plan to use the Federal Reserve as their piggy bank for as much stimulus, as much uh, spending as they want from here on out. If that's the case, if Brainerd is announced and we think it'll probably happen over the weekend, they keep saying ahead of Thanksgiving, probably going to happen over the weekend. If it happens and Brainerd is announced as the new Fed chair, we think the markets go absolutely bonkers from, from here. It is that dovish. So. That brings us back to our main theme that we've talked about for a long time. Now, the theme of our new book, the big broad, uh, then get more stimulus, pay people to stay at home, do more enhanced unemployment benefits. These are all things that keep people passive. They keep the sheep at bay. If you're sitting at home getting paid to stay at home and you're getting paid, your stock portfolio is doing well. Uh, you know, Everything might be weird going on around you, but you're thinking, okay, well, maybe things are fine. You're more susceptible then to giving away your rights, giving away your freedoms, accepting vaccine passports. These are all things that they're trying to manipulate people into right here. So that's why I've harped on it so much here today. Really, it's been on my mind a lot. So really wanted to get that out there, but it's exactly why we see the stock market heading so much higher from here. So I had to get that across uh, so you know what our theme is and and why we remain so bullish here. Because if the stock market tanks, then that's when you get people rioting in the streets, people pushing back against their government. And they can't have that. This is the easiest way that they know to keep people passive. And again, exactly where the markets are going to head higher from here. So let's take a look. At our markets on the day today, as I mentioned, Nasdaq, our loan index, to finish higher on the day, up four tenths of one percent to sixteen thousand and fifty-seven all-time high from the Nasdaq. Next up was the S&P 500, which tried to get positive for a good part of the excuse me, a good part of the day today, uh, finishing down 014 percent to four four thousand six hundred and ninety-seven. Next up was the Dow. Down three quarters of a percent to 35,601. Now fully out of overbought readings there and really at oversold conditions now. Uh, Not extreme, but oversold. And then lastly, the Russell 2000 leading the way lower, down 0.86% to 2,343. Looking at our, oh, also, I do want to point this out too one thing that this pullback has provided quickly here is that it has removed some of the excessive optimism out of this market in addition to alleviating from the overbought pressures here but the fear and greed index falling i mean a week ago it was at an 83 which is extreme greed now all the way down to a 71 which is still elevated but it's not in the extreme greed category anymore and one of the even bigger ones here AAII was up big last week to a 48% uh, of investors bullish. That's pretty high, especially for what we've seen over the last year or so. Now fell 10 percentage points this week to a 38. So like I said, removing a lot of that excessive optimism uh, as contrarians, we don't necessarily want to see because we are so bullish right now. Uh, So we don't want to see the majority taking that point of view at all times. Now let's take a look at our internals on the day today. Cause we've got another negative reading here, which we've seen a lot this week. And actually this now makes five days in a row of negative days for the, for the NYSE both negative in the advanced decline line and uh, volume five days in a row that hadn't happened in three months. So, Something to watch for there. Something that we could look for as a capitulation type of moment. Still, do not not quite saying we're just there yet. But on the day, declining stocks, speeding out advancing stocks. Just under 2 to 1 negative for the NYSE. A little bit better for the NASDAQ. New 52 week highs, lows though. Continuing to come in here negative, although not as bad as yesterday. As Kip pointed out yesterday on the podcast, we saw... The most stocks hitting 52-week lows since the March 23rd bottom of 2020. That was the, the date that marked the lows for all of our major indexes of coronavirus insanity. So that's the most stocks hitting 52-week lows in the NASDAQ since then. Uh, you know, not a, a major capitulation type of moment here, but certainly very interesting. And we it wasn't that bad today. Still negative for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ, but not nearly that bad at all. Lastly, volume coming in at roughly uh, right at three to one negative for the NYSE. Uh, but for the NASDAQ did come in slightly. Right, let me get a refresh here. Cause actually when I, I did do one more of these. I want to get this right for you. Uh, exactly even for volume. So it wasn't positive, exactly even for NASDAQ volume. Glad I refreshed that there. Next up, let's take a look at our sectors on the day today. We finished with just three out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day, as you would likely expect. Tech led the way higher, hitting an all time high on the tech ETF XLK, and we also saw the semis. I mean, wow, what we've seen from the semis lately just been got to overbought readings and didn't seem to mind just continuing to hit all time highs here. Uh, And, you know, that's actually very bullish. You want to see tech leading the market and semis leading tech. And then on top of that, when you see a sector an index getting to overbought conditions, staying there, not seeming to care about it at all, actually can be very, very bullish for the market. After tech, we had Utilities, as bonds have continued to fall here just a little bit from the recent peak, Uh, a lot of that probably due to uncertainty on who will be the next Fed chair. After that were consumer discretionary stocks. And then our laggards on the day. Again, a reason why I brought out the coronavirus insanity playbook today. Energy leading the way lower oil stocks crashed. You know, with people staying at home, not driving to work. Of course, oil was in less demand then. So if people are getting fearful about that kind of environment again, then, of course, energy stocks would get hit. At the same time, the Biden administration knows that people are fed up with high gas prices, high energy prices, really record high household energy prices. People are fed up. So they need to take a little bit of a pause on energy prices. They've come a long way really fast. But at the end of the day, that's all we see this as is a pause here. They've got to get energy prices higher, if they want to continue to pass along the Green New Deal type of initiatives. The only way to make wind and solar competitive with fossil fuels is to have oil at $100 plus a barrel. I think many of you know our view here. Nuclear is is the future. It just is. Wind isn't going to cut it. Solar isn't going to cut it as a long-term viable option. Sure, I mean, that's technology that we can pursue, but it's not the best. Uh, So we'd like to see a transition towards nuclear, and we've seen a big shift in the thinking towards nuclear again, which is good to see. We're certainly in favor of it here. And then the rest of our laggers on the day were financials, healthcare, and real estate. Finally for the day here, our VRA commodity watch gold now down 0.77% to 1,847 an ounce silver down bigger 1.04% to $24.64 an ounce copper bucking the commodity trend today up a nice 2.15% to $4.39 a pound and oil, as I mentioned earlier, down big today, down just about 3.5% now to $75.69 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin, spent a lot of day in the red, now well off lows of the day, getting closer to the highs, turning positive actually up 0.46% to 57,834 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here back here on Monday for the close. Have a great weekend.